Hello and welcome back to another episode of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants. We're dad and daughter talking all things English football with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. And normally I say we've got loads to talk about this week. Not so much because, as we mentioned last week, the Premier League are on their little winter break. And do you know what? It's been really not nice actually seeing photos of Ronaldo by the beach. And uh, I mean, those Championship League One, League Two, and National League, all the other footballers, they must be looking at these pictures like, seriously, you get to go away and have a nice little chill out time whilst um yeah they've got to do all their week so we've got championship below to talk about um this week on the podcast so lineups pretty much as usual kickoffs we're gonna have some chance as well on picking a barnet of the week and for the warm-up conversation this week really just again getting your thoughts on some of the transfer news and um potential transfers that might be going ahead there's a lot of rumors i feel like it's all been left quite last minute um which we've spoken about before for january transfer window so the ones that have been confirmed newcastle have got 30 millions they've spent for brighton defender dan burn uh i mean he's he seems to be quite solid i'm not sure he's, he's necessarily a great signing but uh yeah, I mean, it, it should do okay, but not spectacular. I mean, it should, you know, it shouldn't be hard to transition from Brighton to Newcastle. It's not like he's coming from a different league, so neither here nor there with that, and I'm not 100% sure. Um, they announced today a player I don't know much about, but Liverpool have signed a Porto winger, Louis Diaz, for £37 million. He is the top goal scorer currently in the league for the Portuguese Primeira League. Uh, he's scored 14 goals so far. He's 25-year-old Colombian. Uh, do you think they need to get some more attacking players in? Not really. I mean, unless they're planning to sell somebody or somebody's contracts up soon. But uh, they've got an abundance of attacking skills. But I mean, he's well, he seems. To, I don't know him at all. But he seems to be well thought of. I think Tottenham tried to sign him. A couple of other teams. So. I yeah. guess they signed him rather than somebody else signing, perhaps. Yeah, I think in the long run as well, like at some point, surely Salah, Mane, uh, I suppose Firmino's getting on a little bit and Jota's come in to replace him. So those are the main ones that have been confirmed. Really not much going on. Uh, what do you think about Van Der Beek potentially going to Everton? Um, uh, I mean, Everton, I don't know if Lampard's appointed yet or not. It looks like he's going to be appointed or going to be offered at least, but... Um, I mean, he's done nothing at United, so... No, not really. Well, you think he might have a bit more in the tank, so potentially, but he's not really done much in the Premier League. And yeah, that was my last one, really. Uh, the thoughts that potentially Lampard might be going to Everton. I think it's official that they've offered it to him, but didn't they also offer it to Wayne Rooney and he declined it? Well, I think he said he didn't want to get involved, whether whether it was offered or whether he just took himself oh, out right. of the process, possibly. Lampard going to Everton, is that a good move for Lampard or is it a good move for Everton? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, his record at Chelsea wasn't great. He did all right at Derby. Seems to favour young players, which is good, but... Um, I mean, the Everton fans are pretty unforgiving. So, mm. yeah, I think it's, it might be a bit of a poison challenge. But he'll be a good manager in time. He's had a year off, which might not help. But um, yeah, we shall see. Well, I think he's got a young family as well. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. But I have high hopes for Lampard. I think he'll do a good job wherever he goes. And my kickoff this week, well, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, and it seems to just be even more prevalent really now within football. The more awful actions by fans... It wasn't even, we've been talking a lot about Premier League that's been going on, but actually, because I've been covering League One this week, there's been two instances from the weekend alone. MK Don's fans at Wickham with offensive chanting that caused the match to stop for a time. Uh, Rotherham fans at Crewe, they threw something which hit the linesman again, that stopped it. 
Um, thankfully, the good news is that Leeds last week when a fan was caught, like you said, on CCTV and the cameras and he's been banned. But data's actually been collected by the police. So the Premier League are looking at this and saying this is actually getting out of hand. There have been 800 arrests at English football matches this season, which is a 47% rise on last season, which... Obviously, I know some of it's been behind closed doors, so that might impact it a lot. But um, yeah, and 759 reports of uh, disorder, which is up from 560. Uh, and not to excuse any of this, is this kind of, would this have been the case before or after a lockdown? Uh, do you think this is somewhere that football's been going for a while now, where the, the attitude for away fans just seem to be getting worse and worse? Because it feels very outdated to be having this stuff that we're still talking about now. I think it's always there in the background and certain fixtures uh, bring it to the fore, but I think it's probably something to do with COVID and people um, letting their frustrations out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a lot worse in the past, but you don't want it going back to that stuff. Halftime turnover. Um, who have you got for your halftime turnover this week, Dad? Because you've got quite a lot of matches that you're covering this week. So I haven't got the Premier League to chat about. I have got Bradford versus Crawley in the uh, League Two. Bradford uh, kicked the game off very well. Andy Cook got a 31st minute opener. And at half time they were leading easily, well, well leading 1 0 and uh, bossing the game. Andy Cook's 10th goal of the season. Crawley. John Yems, who's the 61-year-old manager, must have given him a bit of a talking to. They came out, got an equaliser in the 71st minute and then a, a winner in the very last minute. 95th minute, Tony Craig made it 2-1. So Bradford and Crowley, a bit up and down really in terms of form, but uh, an excellent second half recovery for Crowley, who won 2-1 at Bradford. Well, my halftime turnover, League One, the Eco Power Stadium, Doncaster Rovers versus Plymouth Argyle. 1 1 at half time after goals from Doncaster's Brandon Horton and Plymouth's Luke Jeffcott. A Stephen Schumacher, manager for Plymouth Argyle, again, quite the good team talk. 63rd minute, Joe Edwards headed in a corner. And then the 79th minute, Jordan Carrick smashed it in from 10 yards. So 1 1 at half time to then turn around and make it 3 1 in full time to Plymouth Argyle, giving the 749 travelling fans. And something to cheer about to Plymouth Argyle to Doncaster Rovers is that much for a trek? Uh, oh yeah that's a fair old trek that'll oh. be two, two, 250 mile each way or something I oh thought. blimey well 749 fans that's very good going from Plymouth Argyle yeah well supported away Plymouth definitely Second half of the podcast, something positive from football and some news since we were last doing our episode is that 74-year-old Roy Hodgson is back in the Premier League and that's definitely my rave for the week. He's at Watford, their fifth manager uh, since July 2020. They seem to just be a repetitive chain of managers at Watford. Are you excited to see Roy Hodgson back in the Premier League? Definitely. We could see his uh, post-match interviews and see what he gets going. I'm not quite sure. Will he keep them up? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, there's what he could start to drag Everton into it now. There's four or five or six teams um, who could go down and I don't think you can call any of them really, but... Um, Lots of times a new manager will give him a bit of impetus, so yep. good luck to Roy. Yeah, he's going to be joined by his trusted assistant, Ray Lewington, who actually managed the Hornets from 2002 to 2005. So he might have a good experience with, I don't know if the board members are the same from there, but the fans hopefully will give them, get behind them and we shall see. But yeah, it's so exciting to see Roy back in the Premier League. Right, my chant this week. So, 
Uh, I presume you're going to be talking about him in your championship roundup. So I'm not going to give too much away about what he's achieved, but Billy Sharp has been in the news in positive ways this week. So I thought I've got to do a song for Billy Sharp, obviously plays for Sheffield United. And interestingly, I've gone for a 1986 rock song from Bon Jovi, which is called You Give Love a Bad Name, but I'm going to be doing this for Billy Sharp. So it's sharp at the heart. He is a blade. He gives us a great game. We play our part and he plays the game. Billy Sharp is ours. He's our captain. Ooh, it started off quite well, but then it got a bit lost. So yeah. Not much rhyme in it. It's yeah, probably, no. probably a three, I think. Oh, wow. Just thank you. Just in recognition of him and his Sharp? recent feat. Thank you very much. Yeah, I would say the first four lines are okay. Maybe we could scrap the last two lines. Final whistle. So, Dad, you're going to round up Championship League Two and National League. You've yeah, so we had um, at uh, Loftus Road, we had two teams heading in different directions. Reading visited QPR. Reading actually had 54, 54% possession, uh, but still got hammered 4 0. 3 0 at half time for QPR, two from Lyndon Dykes, and 4 0 at full time. Uh, Reading really are going in the wrong direction. Not one in nine, lost the last five. And in January, they conceded 20 goals in the league, uh, which is the worst month they've had since 1930. Goodness wow. me. So tough times for Reading. Uh, Peter Brunel, Sheffield United 2. Uh, and exactly right. So again, two teams heading in different directions. You'd fancy Sheffield United to possibly get into the playoffs. Peterborough, uh, strong relegation candidates, of course, and always were, I think, from the start. But as you say, Billy Sharp, he uh, managed to get a goal and it was his 122nd goal in the second tier, uh, which means he's the all-time leading scorer. His first goal was in 2008. Wow. Uh, so 14 years he's been at it. Uh, and he's not always been in that division, of course, because they went up for a couple of years. It was a 2-0 win, like I said, Billy Sharp. He took over from David Nugent, uh, who David pressed Nugent. Preston and various other teams. Maybe Derby, Preston. Recognise the name. I think I think he might be uh, in, I should have checked, I think he might be in the Division League I'll 2. I'll have a Google, something. I'll have a yeah, Google now. Might be in League 2 or something. So, But yeah, cracking win for Sheffield United and huge well done to Billy Sharp. Uh, and then of course Fulham, who've been uh, scoring goals for fun. And Mitrovic likewise, kicked off six minute uh, against Blackpool at home. Mitrovic, his 28th goal, league goal. Uh, that makes it his best ever season. He's still got 18 matches to go. I don't know where he'll end up. But unless he gets injured, it looks like it's going to be uh, absolute record, record. Um, there's 40 minutes still there. Sadly, there was a fatality at the ground um, in the stands. But um, 40 minutes still there. And Blackpool came out in the second half, certainly uh, fired up. Josh Paul got a deserved equaliser in the 57th minute. So points dropped for Fulham, but still top of the league, of course. They've played 28, they've got 58 points, five ahead of Blackburn, who've played one more. They've also got a positive goal difference of 48, uh, which is incredible, really. Bournemouth still third, 52, and QPR 51, so they're in the top four. West Brom and Middlesbrough come up next. West Brom lost again, 2-0 at Millwall, so they're in a bit of a tough tough place at the moment. Uh, Down the bottom, Barnsley, 14 points, uh, same as Derby, 14 points. Peterborough, 20 and Reading, like I say, 22 um, and getting dragged into it. Lost the last six, so tough times for uh, Reading. 
David Nugent. So, had a little look. He has spent most of his career, did 159 appearances and 54 goals at Leicester City. That was between 2011 and 2015. Been to Middlesbrough, Derby, a bit of Portsmouth as well. And fun fact, he was the best man at Jamie Vardy's wedding. So there you oh, go. Wow. There you go. Um, League One, well, Rotherham United moved top after their away 2-0 victory versus Crew Alexandra. Like I said earlier, that lengthy delay due to the linesman by the Rotherham fans having an incident there. I think something was potentially thrown. Um, and to be fair, the skipper of Rotherham United, Richard Wood, went over and he spoke to the fans and obviously tried to just get some peace back. Um, so it's back-to-back wins for Rotherham United, uh, which takes them one point above Wigan, who were held goalless, nil-nil versus Cheltenham Town, ending Wigan's four-match winning run. Uh, Cheltenham are four points clear of the relegation zone. Bolton made it three league wins in a row with an emphatic 6-0 hammering uh, versus Sunderland. So Bolton a 15th, but I think um, they started the season off really well, didn't they, Bolton? Yeah, but just struggled yeah. a bit um, in the table. And Sunderland a third, but a very worrying uh, result from them. Even more goals at the Parisville Stadium where Gillingham were at the receiving end of a 7-2 thumping versus Oxford United. Cameron Brannigan converted four penalties. I don't think I've ever seen four penalties in a match. And uh, Gilligan remains second from bottom. And Oxford really are in those playoff positions uh, sixth. And a couple of good away wins for Burton Albion 2-1 at Lincoln City after being 1-0 down. And uh, MK Dons with a 1-0 win at Wickham. Uh, so Burton 10 points off the playoffs. And MK Dons doing really well at the moment. They're in fourth. I think I heard Oxford, uh, that was the f- best ever away score. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I mean, 7-2, sure crikey. Uh, League 2, there was uh, one of the best matches of the season um, in terms of top-of-the-table clash at Prenton, Prenton Park, must be. Uh, Tranmere versus Forest Green. Tranmere fired up, ready to go, but, um, I mean, it was a real uh, lesson for Tranmere. Forest Green uh, totally dominated. Uh, two goals in each half and this to penalties. Stevens, Matt, Moore, Taylor and Henry got the goals. Tranmere had six shots, three on target. Forest Green had 14 shots, six on target. So, cracking crowd, 11,000. Uh, you got to imagine that Everton and Liverpool not playing would have helped Tranmere get a decent crowd. They would have left the stadium certainly well impressed with Forest Green Rovers, who are now 10 points clear. Incredible. Carlisle, Sutton, Sutton are a bit of a surprise. You'd have probably uh, said they might uh, be happy with mid-table. First season ever in the league. 2 up in the first half at Carlisle. Uh, now seven games unbeaten. That's the fourth. Uh, sorry, the fourth uh, with a game in hand. So Sutton a real surprise package this year. Uh, another surprise, Mansfield. I think I heard Mansfield were joint bottom back in October ish, uh, and now they've had a club record eight successive wins. Mm-hmm. Nigel Clough's got them up to sixth. I mean, it's just amazing, really. So you've got to say that Mansfield, not only they're in the playoff places, other than Forest Green, you'd probably say they'd have a crack at uh, getting automatic promotion. So. Nigel Clough's doing an absolutely brilliant job there. So well done, Mansfield. Fantastic. Like I say, Forest Green, top 10 points clear of Tramier with a game in hand. Newport, who beat Borough 2 on their third. And like I say, Sutton fourth. Down the bottom, Scunthorpe and Oldham. Bottom with 19 points. Colchester, 26. And Borough, 27. Into the National League, some interesting matches. Chesterfield and Halifax both won. Chesterfield 1-0 at Eastleigh. The 89th minute uh, winner from Curtis Weston. Uh, Halifax managed a 3-1 win at uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, Halifax had lost the last two, so um, 
that's a good win for them definitely but in first place after a 5-0 win at home to Barnett Stockport they appeared from nowhere really to take top slot with 51 points Chesterfield and Halifax joint second on 50 but Chesterfield have got two uh, two games in hand and then Bromley their fourth joint actually with Chesterfield and Halifax they beat Notts County who seem to have um, uh, slipped a bit in the league this year Dover Bottom, of course, minus five. Kingsland, 11. Weymouth, 16. And Wheelston, 25. So it looks like those three are more or less nailed on unless something uh, dramatic happens. But well done, Stockport. Top of the league. Barnet of the week. Well, it was a good opportunity for me to broaden my horizons and look outside of the Premier League this week. And I've gone for Oxford United's manager, Carl Robinson, and we talked about their 7-2 away victory. And I was looking at him, he's always looking very smart and very dapper on the side of the pitch. He's kind of got a barner, which is short of the sides and then a bit longer on top, a bit of a side comb over. Yeah, just thought he looked very smart, very trendy. And um, yeah, he's doing a great job at Oxford United and he's getting my barner of the week. So we haven't seen him yet, but I think it's tradition that he gets at least one or two a season. So welcome back, Roy. Roy Hodgson's the uh, Barnet of the Week. We haven't actually seen it yet, unless he's done something extremely strange. He should be uh, Barnet of the Week (laughs) most weeks, I'd have thought. Right, that's it for Football Chants and Rants of the Plants this week. If you want to look back and listen back to any of our previous episodes, just search for Football Chants and Rants with the Plants and you can give us a follow on social media or on Twitter. Uh, We will be back with some more next week and we shall see you then.